Greetings from Storybrooke. I'm Bobby Hawk. I'm Elizabeth uh, Cynthia. I'm Tony Hooper. And I'm Monica Jones. Yay, Monica! <laughs> and the land where we reboot the show and add a new cast member. And we also talk about AB's hit series, Once Upon a Time. And it's obviously been a while. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, how is everyone tonight, guys? I'm excellent. Fantastic. Good. All right. Uh, Elizabeth, I know you uh, were out of town and you... Uh, uh, I traveled. I traveled yes. the world. I believe you and Tony traveled, did a bit of traveling. We did, yes. We went to the same places and we did same not meet places. up. Not at all. <laughs> oh, no. It, it's we wanted like, to, but the schedules just didn't combine. No. Aww. no. We were... Bad. You, you know what the thing that it, you know that it seems like for for this new series is that we're in different you know we're in the same place but in different times you know yeah. different just oh god it just never connected one day Tony one day one day a little fitting seems a bit fitting um I will find you speaking of meeting up I am I wrong Liz someone told me that you met up with them briefly uh huh? did you like Bill someone said that you stopped Bill like someone told me that you stopped by. Or was that just on a podcast or something? Oh, that was on a podcast. Bill was Oh, on you were on the eight bit life? Bill was so called eight bit life. What? My so called eight bit life. Oh, was that it? Yeah, I that's what he I was just, on recently. I was in a podcast with some other guy that I've never seen before and I just said, <laughs> Hi Bill and Hi, I love you, Bill and you know. So oh, okay. but um yeah, I got to go to Europe for three weeks this summer. Oh, I got wow. to go to England, Ireland, Scotland, and Paris, and it was amazing. Oh, so jealous. Yeah. Well, my mom yeah. and my aunt were. It was pretty much a free trip for me. So God bless them. Oh, double jealous. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, we we spoke of a new cast member on this reboot, and uh, that is Monica Jones. We uh, hello. She's been a listener for quite some time. If you're, uh, you know, fan since the time when Bill and Ann were hosting, she used to call and write in all uh, quite a bit. And I believe she's also been on some of the uh, listener roundtables and things like that. So, how are you tonight, Monica? I'm doing well. Yeah, thank you. That's good. That's good. And we're we're glad to have you. And uh, tonight's episode's going to be a bit loosey goosey, if you couldn't tell. Uh, uh, obviously, the show isn't is uh, still in hiatus. Uh, doesn't actually come back until I believe October sixth, which is going to be on Fridays mm-hmm. now, as opposed mm-hmm. to Sundays. Um, mm-hmm. But there has been a lot of news, a lot of uh, uh, story news, uh, cast news, and just uh, what to what to expect. We have a better idea of what to expect for this, uh, you know, for this next season of Once Upon a Time. So we thought we'd get together and uh, maybe speculate on uh, what's to come for. Uh, I would say the denizens of Storybrooke, but apparently uh, they're no longer uh, in Storybrooke. But mm-hmm. that doesn't mean we're going to be changing our name. I mean, story. I, I have a feeling Storybrooke's still out there somewhere. Somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Greetings from Hyperion Heights. Yeah, I don't know. it just doesn't have the same ring. No, it doesn't. Um, but anyway, uh, I think we're just going to go ahead and uh, start just getting right into it. Uh, we, the one thing we do know is this is more or less, um, you know, I guess it's a reboot. I mean, they they try to say that it's kind of like a halfway in between. Mark, it's not quite this. It's not quite that. But I um, you don't that, think it's a reboot? I don't see it that way. I can finally speak my mind. Okay. Okay, go I, ahead. I, 
I think it's okay. It's literally one book closing and another opening. That's yeah. really yeah. what it is. Mm-hmm. It's not a reboot by any means. Just because some characters are going and some char- new characters are coming doesn't, mm-hmm. in my eyes, make it a reboot. It means they close. The, I see you, Tony. They they close they close mm-hmm. the book. It took six years, but they finally closed that first chapter. And now they're on to a new book and new characters. And one article mm-hmm. I was reading was like saying that you, the show could maybe go on for a couple more years. And that excites me because there, there's more books out there. That's how yeah. I see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's a sequel to, to the first first section. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Definitely. I mean, uh, and I mean, okay. I'm, I'm not trying, when I say reboot, I'm not really trying to give it any kind of negative connotation. Um, mm-hmm. but I do feel like they were able to play with the story, um, uh, and do a reboot without necess- it necessarily just being a reboot. Um, and that seems to be the, uh, tradition nowadays of taking, uh, cues from your old story instead of just like totally rehashing it and, and putting in new characters, but to pay homage to what came before. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Here's, like here's, here's oh, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it, it was, it's able to breathe new life into what's there as, as well as not um, alienate anyone who came before and did like the story that they've been watching. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Here, here's hoping that they don't rehash it, but I don't think, you know, there, there is any, I mean, there is definitely a type of way to, to rehashing it, but um, I mean, new new characters like new people are in those characters so really you know how how the uh people who played the characters beforehand that have played them maybe we'll see a different side uh you know and different people playing them and seeing how we like them in and you know in those same roles so it's for me it's going to seem different either way uh, a few of the things I read, uh, specifically pertaining to the old characters still returning, mm-hmm. um, is that uh, technically we never got a cursed hook or a cursed Regina. True. Um, that um, Regina, yeah. the Regina to begin with, was the mayor and was the queen and had full memory. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Until she forgot, she did make herself forget. Kind of, if you remember when Harry, when Harry was a baby, and she took a forgetting, a forgetting potion while she was telling him a story. Oh, when they tried to do the whole like kind mm-hmm. of half retcon type stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, had had she even remembered, then I um <laughs> then uh, then uh, she would have um sh- uh, then uh, she would have saw you know like Emma. She would have knew about Emma. Period. No, I just I, I know. know what you're saying. Um, and then there. Was, what was the last thing I was going to say? The next thing. Um, the oh god, I'm sorry, I just kind of lost my train of thought there. Um, oh, uh, I don't know. Uh, basically, uh, oh hook. Uh, the <laughs> um, we never got a cursed hook. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. because uh, he was not in, you know, he was in uh, the bubble with Korra. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. he was not cursed in uh, Storybrooke. Um, but regardless, uh, that seems to be, uh, you know, it. it's not a, re- a revamp or a rehash or a reboot, but they are definitely at least, at, at the very least, taking some cues from uh, the story that's played out before. Um so it's you've got a new curse um that's going to be affecting everyone and evil queen is going to be uh the, the the old characters are like new characters 
Um, for a moment, we didn't quite know exactly who Evil Queen was, but apparently her name's going to be Ronnie, and she runs a bar. She dresses in, like, rock gear and denim and whatnot. And uh, uh, think of the bar as, like, the new local hangout, as uh, a, like a Granny's was. Granny. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. So this is the place um, we'll, we'll – I feel like it's probably going to get the most use as far as the sets go of the new season. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, this is the place where we'll see people coming and going and whatnot. And, uh, just the central hangout, you know, and, uh, it's definitely going to give Regina a new, uh, see, what do they say here? One of the huge changes is that her relationship with Henry is completely different in both realms. Uh, Henry and Regina will be drawn to each other without the full context of their relationship in the same way that Emma and her biological mother, Snow White, were early on. Uh, she's in denim and rock tees, like I said, when we meet her in this other version of Regina, Ronnie, she's working in a bar. She's the owner. She's a little rough around the edges. Uh, she's no longer in charge, and we've always seen Regina in charge. Then she redeemed herself, but this Regina is something else. Uh, oh, apparently this is a quote from uh, Lana Perea, who uh, one of my favorite cast members. I'm really glad she stuck around. Mm-hmm. Um, having a blast playing her, we're all still discovering who she is. It's refreshing. It's different. Uh, and then, of course, Horowitz and Kitsis tell uh, EW is who I got the story from. Uh, it's likely that Regina, uh, Ronnie, will get a new lo- <laughs> will get. That's going to be so hard to. I mean, okay, just take yeah. it for just yeah. a second. Um, Lana Perea, like, how many different characters already or versions of the character has she played over the seasons? Like, you know, you've had like mm-hmm. the precursed, cursed. Mm-hmm. Post curse, pretending to be cursed. There's so many layers. There's almost as many versions of her as there are of gold. The, the split, the, you know, the split version of her, the, the other realm version of her. I mean, just um, uh. her pretending to be Ursula at one point. She might be the most oh, right. actor actress on the show. Yeah, uh, she's cra- crazy good, crazy good, crazy good. Mm-hmm. Like, um, definitely. But uh, going on, uh, so she may get a, live, a new love interest this season, though it's not necessarily the main Yay. focus of her. <laughs> I really hope so. She deserves to be happy. Yes, yes. she does. Yes. But that's not necessarily the main focus of her storyline. I don't is- care. <laughs> <laughs> It's something we're actively wanting to do, but right now some other things are going to take center stage before we get into it. When the season starts, Henry is going to need help, so obviously she's going to help her son. Then in Seattle, what you'll realize is she runs the bar and she realizes that it's up to her to stand up to the bully, who is Lady Tremaine. Um, speaking to the her finding a love in interest uh, i believe it was like one of the con panels uh that lana Priya is like every con panel it seems like lana Priya is like the one constant who's like always there at every one of them and uh, I, I find that to be uh you know i like that you know that she is so giving to the fans and whatnot right. um but what anyway what and uh, she's asked about you know about maybe her getting a love interest and what she would what she might you know what would Regina, Ronnie, whoever be looking for in a love interest? And she was like, I don't know, maybe someone who's not dead or oh, won't die. Okay. <laughs> or won't wow. die in five minutes. Dang. <laughs> I, I really Did think that was a, Yeah, I really think that that was a shot at the door at the other door for that one. <laughs> who is that a shot against? Jeez. Uh, Anything at him? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, 
I, I, I really thought that that was a shot at them. Shots, for a shots fired. Yeah. Shots fired. Yeah. But anyway, I, th- yeah. I thought that was definitely worth, uh, <laughs> worth yeah. mentioning. Shots fired across the bow. Um, <laughs> and then we have Hook, who's uh, apparently his other uh, cursed self will be Rogers. Uh, Rogers. And we saw- <laughs> we Jolly we- Roger. <laughs> yes, very funny. Oh, my God. You just found that out? Wow. I didn't know uh, I Roger earlier when I read the article. I didn't even, <laughs> I didn't even put that together. Oh, my God. All right. <laughs> um, so, anyway, he, he, uh, he's going to be like the local sheriff. Uh, and he doesn't have a hook, but he does have uh, – he is missing a hand. And, uh, oh. yeah, so well, he, he better won't. be. And be like, well, where would you get the hand from? Yeah, he has like a black, you know, prosthetic hand or yeah. whatnot. He just doesn't have the hook. Um, but we saw at the end of last season. <laughs> we saw at the. You're fine. <laughs> you're fine. We saw at the end of last season that Hook and Emma got married, and it was a happy beginning, as they called it. And they are happy together, is what Colin told TV Guide. That's a definite for the fans that are connect are concerned about that. Hook and Emma are happy together. Now this is. This is where, like, I feel like they're playing with the wording a bit. Uh, the hook we meet in season seven is different than the hook that, than that hook. And we will address Hook and Emma, I think, around episode two of the show. Uh, the hook we see now is a uniformed cop in Seattle. He's different from any of the other ten different hooks that I've played over the six seasons. Uh, it's what Joe Donahue says. Uh, there's a sense of loss there in the guy. I think he just doesn't know what it is that's missing. He's striving to find who he is still. The hook that we meet is trying to be the best uniform cop that he can be. But as with Once Upon a Time, it's a bit more complicated than that. So obviously that that's a bit a little ominous. Um and then like uh I I'm so confused as to whole this whole like uh, the way they word things, it's almost as if this Regina, this hook, this skull, the uh Rogers, uh Ronnie and whatever Gold's name happens to be. Um, it's like, it's like, they're not the same, but they are the same. Mm -hmm. So I don't quite understand that at all. Uh, I don't know. It really, it really just seems like, it really just seems like, um, the writers, when they, when they come, you know, like when they're coming out with new material, they always write so ominously. So they don't, you know, turn on to the, uh, to the fact that something may happen. They always want to keep things secret. So it'd be surprising to everyone. So, I mean, it, it doesn't change to what they usually do when it becomes the ominous things, at least. I don't know. I'm, I, I, I'm just so confused at this whole uh, mm. other, I don't know. It, like I said, it makes it sound like it's not just that they're cursed. It's like that they're different people. Mm. No, Tired, I'm, Elizabeth? <laughs> tired there. I have been tired? up since 3.30 this morning I'll have you know oh, wow. I worked my butt off this morning so you know you shush are you still driving the bus no I haven't been driving the bus because my permit expires so I have to start all over oh I'm sorry which I was no. waiting for after vacation to go back to the DMV I have to take four written tests and the pain in the butt I don't so want just to doing the Uber or Lyft <laughs> thing now yeah, I'm just doing left right now. I'm yeah. procrastinating on the bus right now. I but I was going to say about this, if Rogers is named after the Jolly Roger, what's Ronnie named after? Like, where's that I, name coming from? I so, okay, I read, if someone wants to get on 
uh, Google real quick, you know, and look, but I, I couldn't find it. I read it once and I looked all over for it, trying to find it. She's named after some, it's like a writer or something like that that has to do with rock music. Or so. I can't remember exactly what it was, mm-hmm. but I'm, uh, um, I'm but actually the, trying to. But the creators now. did mention that they named her after a certain person. If you remember, mm-hmm. um, uh, Neil was was kind of named after uh, the character from On the Road. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, I believe that was the name, the the Jack Kerouac novel. I have no idea. But anyway, I mean, no they, there's, there's always, and then like, uh, Whale was named after the director of Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. Oh, so really? Yes, yeah, yeah. There, so there's, uh, there's, there's always a reason for it. And like I said, I do know that they named it. You know, they they mentioned it, but I just couldn't remember exactly off the top of my head. And I tried forever this afternoon to find it again, and I couldn't. It was like the one thing I didn't copy the link of when I was going through and reading stuff. Um, but we do have one other returning character, and that's Gold. And we we still, um, as with Gold, he's always uh, <laughs> ominous and mysterious, uh, as uh, Tony was mentioned earlier. A few of the words Tony mentioned earlier. But we do we don't know who he is yet. We don't know what his character is there for, or what um, if there's any ulterior motives. How there usually is in his case, because when we last left him, um, I feel like he more or less redeemed himself. Although, how many times has he redeemed himself in the past? So, Um, uh, but 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 ultimately, though, every time he has had to turn or did turn or whatnot, it's it's really in the end, regardless re- regardless of how twisted it may seem, it always in the end is is for uh you know, or at least he feels it's for anyway uh his family. Mm-hmm. Um, but Rumpel's new persona is still being kept relatively under wraps. Uh, he says, we're going to find a new persona for Rumpelstiltskin in the real world. As always, there's a bit of a mystery. Uh, he looks menacing in the new trailer. There's always the element of menace and mystery. He's involved in many of the goings-ons in this neighborhood in Seattle. We don't want what to say... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, we don't want to say too much of the specifics of it, but it's a lot of fun, and it's another layer of color for Bobby to play. Gold always uh, has his hands in like all these, you know, different mm-hmm. things. He's always got his hands in something. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. So he's always a few steps ahead. And mm-hmm. yeah, um, I mean, like, if you think about it, he seems like to be the the co-author to the curse. You know. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yeah. And and, uh, and uh, speaking of the curse, I believe that's what we get into next. But uh, before I say that, uh, this part I did find interesting is that uh, apparently a few episodes in. Uh, Robert Carlyle does realize that he, uh, okay, let me just go ahead and say what he says here. I kind of started going in a slightly different direction and I actually changed the accent in episode two. Mm-hmm. He said, so I'm going to have to go back and ADR out all that stuff that I did in episode one, because in episode two, I suddenly went, wait a minute, you've got to remember you ain't that character anymore. It's so incredibly different to walk in there as gold or even have gold's voice or gold's mannerisms. It would be very confusing. So that's how different these characters are. That Gold went back and changed his accent and his manner, or Gold, Carlisle went back and changed his accents and his mannerisms. And, uh, you know, I mean, obviously he did that between, say, Gold and Rumpel. 
but I don't think we've ever, you know, um, really seen anything different from him as far as, as like he's mentioning here. And uh, I don't know, that goes back to what I was mentioning before. Like it just adds another layer to how different these characters are. Definitely. Uh, and what, what that brings up for me is um, I, I've never looked it up. Do we know where uh, Bobby is from? Uh, I, he's from is, Ireland. Yes, Scotland. I, believe he, I believe he's from Scotland. Yeah, I think of Scotland. Just, um, reading the, that quote from him where he said ain't, um, I, I wondered if he was Southern. <laughs> no, yeah, Bobby's from Scotland, and I think Colin is from Ireland. Yeah, yeah, I I knew he was Irish. I yeah, just, I do believe Scott that, that I, I, from Carlisle threw me so far. Mm-hmm. No, I understand. I yeah, I I could see where you're coming from. To be honest with you, as I was saying it, it kind of like it. It definitely was a word that stuck out. But I but I do believe he's Scottish. Hmm. Um. So though the though they're playing three very different characters, elements of their original personas will still shine through. When you're cursed, you can't get rid of all of you, so things percolate, and there are hints and remnants of who they once were mixed with who they are now, and that becomes part of the journey for all of them, which is these new lives, how they're dealing with the new problems that are associated with them. Uh, then in the flashbacks, they'll start to unravel the story of how they got there, and we'll understand. We'll start to understand uh, the different reasons for the different behaviors and how we're seeing them in these new permutations. Okay. Uh, and then, of course, uh, returning character but not returning actor <laughs> is uh, Henry, uh, Andrew mm. J. West. Uh, we did see him at the end of last season briefly. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it seems that him and Cinderella will be kind of like playing our our charming and Snow White and and the focus will be on them. Am I the only one who's excited to see Henry with a love interest? Like, I'm excited about that. Yeah, it's just it, it's just a, a bit disappointing that it's not Jared Gilmore. I mean, I, yeah. I I I do kind of feel like he grew into the role, and I know there's been a lot of uh, let's bring up an old uh, podcast word, haterade, uh, poured <laughs> out um, as far as uh, his ability. Um, and I'm not saying he was the greatest child actor of all time. But I, I do feel that, I mean, he played this role for seven years. But, I mean, he's obviously not going to play the father of, like, a 10-year-old girl. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I mean, you know, they had to do something different. You know, he, he's he's looking a bit older, but not that older. Right. Yeah. Um, well, here's hoping that they actually do, you know, like, when they go back and actually do um, uh, past, um, past some flashbacks. flashbacks. Yeah, maybe they'll have some flashbacks with mm-hmm. him as he grows up. I mean... I don't know uh, because we do we um from what I okay so we saw the first few minutes of the episode mm-hmm. and we pretty much see him saying goodbye to uh to everyone and that he needs to go off on his own adventure. Mm-hmm. Uh he says I believe that when he was in the uh place with those books that he saw other books mm-hmm. that had like Italian Snow Whites and French Snow Whites. And mm-hmm. so that's what leads us to these other versions of the different characters. Uh, like we know that he is with uh, Cinderella. Um, and then in the matter of a few seconds, he's riding through the woods on August's motorcycle, which now leads me to wonder where August is for him to just give him his motorcycle like that. Mm-hmm. Um, with, <laughs> with Geppetto. With Geppetto. Um, that could be the case. Aww. 
Yeah, definitely. But anyway, we, we see Jared Gilmore, you know, flying through the enchanted forest, going through a portal on the motorcycle. And mm-hmm. then, you know, instantly it's Andrew J. West on the same motorcycle and uh, uh-huh. runs, runs into the carriage with uh, Cinderella. Um, yes, with Cinderella. Mm-hmm. So I guess. Sorry, hold on. Can I interrupt you for a second? No, please go ahead. Go ahead. How how does August give the motorcycle to Henry when August is a little kid again? He's a little Pinocchio no, again. He, he went back oh, no. to, to being yeah. an adult. Mm-hmm. Yep, yes, he went back to being an adult. I believe. It, didn't he make an appearance in this last season? He yeah, did. Okay. Yeah, he uh, did. But now it doesn't um, make sense to me. No, I believe, like I said, there was, there was a thing that happened there. He became himself again. I don't remember exactly what happened. Oh, it's remember. been so long, but I do remember yeah. that he made an appearance okay. in this last season. Mm-hmm. Sorry, yeah. I interrupted mm-hmm. you, Bobby. Go ahead. No, you're fine. Sorry. You're fine. Um, but anyway, this is, uh, pretty much exactly what I said. Uh, like I said, that, that's where we leave Henry is, um, pretty much where we open the last, what was it like, uh, three minutes of the last season? Where mm-hmm. the little girl, what Lucy, I think her name is, yeah, Lucy, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. shows up at his door, mm-hmm. and then that's odd. Like, okay, so she leaves him in the enchanted forest, mm-hmm. and then comes here, and he's here. It really doesn't I mean, make sense right now. It really doesn't make sense, mm-hmm. but you know, as I feel, I feel as though as the first couple of uh, episodes come forward you know of course they're going to connect the dots i mean right. of course of course everything seems you know discombobulated doesn't make any sense how could this happen this could happen you know we really don't know until we actually see you know what connects them together right so um so somehow this quartet comes up under a new curse and it's up to Henry's daughter Lucy to get them all to believe once again mm-hmm. uh like i said this is uh familiar territory <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, however, it won't be as easy as this. It won't be easy as this new curse is quite different from the dark curse that started the whole show. Mm-hmm. So, with this, to understand the new curse, you must first understand the new main villain at the center of the story, and that happens to be Cinderella's wicked stepmother, mm-hmm. Lady Tremaine. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's going to be. She's played by in this for in this one. She's played by Gabriel Anwar. Mm-hmm. Uh, you would have previously seen in what was the name of that show? Uh, Burn uh, Notice. She was, Burn Notice. Was Thank fi- you, Monica. Yes, yeah, she was the female lead uh, opposite uh, Michael West. Oh God! Thank you, Michael West and Bruce Campbell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yes, Burn Notice. That was exactly the show I was thinking of. And she's uh, been in a few other things besides that. But I, but more than likely, that's where you would know her from. And so, as, a, as often is the case in Once Upon a Time, there's more than she's more than meets the eye, uh, or there is more than meets the eye to what we know about the character. Uh, Lady Tremaine doesn't like Cinderella very much, and she's got an agenda, but there's something broiling beneath that's personal and painful, and that's what's driving all of this. Uh, she's sort of the Regina Prime, and she's trying to figure out a way to scatter these fairy tale characters to the wind so they can't be together. Because as we've always seen before, when these characters get together, they always figure out how to beat the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Seems that way. I mean, now my I have a quick question for you guys, just as yeah. a just as an opinion um, about the new curse per se. Do you guys think that they could have done something else than just a curse or? Or really, do you think the cur- like a curse, like in, qu- in quotations, is what revolves around this show? Well, I mean, I think it's pretty clear that the the curse, 
I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to say because, I mean, Maybe it's in obvious. in some ways it's like the only way they know how to move the story along. I don't know if it's the only mm. way they, I don't know if it's to necessarily say it's the only way to move the story along, but I just feel like that's their thing. That's what, you know, that's like, um, okay, ring the bell. Uh, when Buffy was on. Um, <laughs> Here we go. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Season seven, episode zero of Bring the Story. The very first time Bobby mentions Buffy. I'm not, you know what? I'm going to keep the count for you, Bobby, for, for this whole season of how many times you mention it. But, I mean, but when Buffy was on, uh, that's two times. They... <laughs> Don't if you if you keep stopping me, it's gonna be like five times that I have to keep mentioning it. Um, they made a point of like the monster equaled like the the dilemma that the person was going through, and I feel like that's what the curse does. You know, like the curse that's brought forth each season, kind of like is just like the it, it is an allegory for what everyone's dealing with. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and so. You know, that's what what's everyone dealing with in this next one. And I know that although this curse is very familiar and takes on, you know, and is um uh takes on and is uh oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Enacted, I guess, um in very similar ways. There's also very different things. I fi- I heard that uh in the be in, in every other curse we've always known more or less from the beginning, with I guess with the exception of them retconning the original dark curse. Um, we, we almost always know like who, where the curse came from, what, who did it, why they did it, um, pretty much from the get go. Whereas with this curse, they never mention exactly, um, why the curse was enacted or, or even who, who enacted the curse. And so the, um, I've heard that there's speculation that maybe it's even that, uh, Henry or someone else of the other, of the other four, um, enacted the curse. It was like the only way they could, you know, like they enacted the curse in order to, you know, move along whatever they had to do in order to, you know, it wasn't Lady Tremaine that would, it, that had anything to do with the curse, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't even well, know if that's like, the case, you know. That's like when Snow and Charming split their heart and enacted the, or, you know, enacted the curse by sacrificing Charming's heart. We didn't know at first that, that it was them. That was a twist surprise. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I guess you can only twist a story so many ways in seven years. Right. So, of course, you're going to find familiar, familiar, uh, familiarities. Familiar. Jesus. <laughs> that was coffee. It wasn't liquor. Um, <laughs> you promise? Anyway. <laughs> um, so, not giving anything away what the curse is, but she's learning and standing on the backs of these other curses that have come before her to be as effective and to be as effective a villain as possible. She's somebody who wants to get to the top and will use any means necessary. So, why it's important for her to be royal and why it's important for her to crush everyone else is the story of the year. In true once upon a time fashion, evil isn't born; it's made, and we'll see. And we'll see mm. that with her as well. Definitely. So, I mean, like, my my question is, even, I mean, if she is the main reason for this curse, if, do you think, uh, do you think that she has magic? I mean, because not necessarily Charming and, um, and, um, Snow had magic to cast the curse. Well, I'm pretty sure we've seen other non-magic characters, you know, um, cast the curse. Or, or not necessarily cast a curse, but, you know, I mean, she, I'm, 
she's she will be a lady of of uh you know wealth and well means so she'll be able to maybe hire someone to enact a curse for her mm-hmm. you know um i don't know that's so it's many things yeah there's so too early to tell on so many things but um i will say that um before any of this started coming out i was just kind of like yeah i'll watch it to see what's going on but now to hear like this whole like um so basically from like you know like okay henry saying that okay i saw the italian version and the french version and this and that so basically what we've been seeing the first book was the disney vi- the the disney fied uh story mm-hmm. version of it so I'm hoping uh, because this was definitely something that uh, grew a little old and a lot of people had a lot to say over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, while it was great to see, you know, the different, <clears throat> excuse me, the different versions of the, of the Disney stories play out. Um, mm-hmm. It definitely got to be a bit old that it had to be Disneyfied. Um, and I do under, and the only thing, the only thing that's still, you know, grain of salt i mean this is abc this is the you know disney is their parent company so i mean and and they're all about synergy so unfortunately i don't think it's the last we've seen of uh, any disneyfied characters in fact i know for uh, we know that uh, we're going to be seeing tiana in this season mm-hmm. from princess yeah. and the frog i'm very excited for that um, yeah I, I don't think she's going to be showing up too much because she's already on another show oh the oh, actress is so. playing her y- yeah um she's on uh, chicago met I did. Okay. Yes, that is in here. Uh, Chicago Med is not a show I watched, so I didn't know if she was, uh, you know, if that was a past role or, you know what I'm saying? I didn't know. I didn't realize it was still a role that she's playing. Mm-hmm. I um, wonder how many episodes she's going to be in then. Or is she just going to uh, be a one, a one and off, maybe? Well, on IMDb, she, she's got at least two episodes listed. Okay. So we've okay. got that much at least. Okay. And then we've got uh, Cinderella, played by Danny R- R- Ramirez. Uh, this is a different mm-hmm. Cinderella than we've met before, and she's the mem- she's the mother of Henry's daughter. It's unclear how different Cinder- it's unclear how the different Cinderellas will play out exactly. But showrunner Edward Kitsis's new books could have different versions of some stories and ways of looking at them, and maybe we've seen before, maybe some new characters as well. Hmm. Um, yeah, this is where it get, gets kind of confusing for me, quite honestly. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, I know I've seen her before, Danya Ramirez. Does anyone... Uh, well, she was in Devious uh, Maid, but I've never seen that. Okay. She was in Heroes. Um, okay, that's where I probably saw her. I did watch it, Heroes. So did I, and, and I went back because I was like, I watched every episode, and it said that she was in 15 of them, and... I went back trying to remember who she was. Okay, and, so no. um, what I what I found was um, she uh, she and her twin brother were from Mexico and were trying to immigrate to to the U.S. And um, when the two of them tried to to cross the border, they ended up separated, and she somehow accidentally killed everyone around her. Because she got separated from her twin. Mm-hmm. And then um, there was a, an episode later where they got separated again. But then he got back to her in time to save 
her and the people around her. So it was like a power that manifested um, itself whenever they were apart. Right. And, and it, it was like, okay, so that that triggered... It. I, I remembered that a little bit, but I just... I didn't remember the rest of the story. But then again, the, the, this happened back... Uh, yeah, that was quite just, a few years ago. Well, mm. it was just before that writer's strike. Right, uh-huh. Um, so, so, yeah, n- not only was it a long time ago, but there was also a big gap be- within that season in and of itself. Right, right. So... Yeah, mm-hmm. and I believe she was in one of the X-Men movies as well, now that I'm thinking of it. Yes, uh, she was mm-hmm. in um, X-Men The Last Stand, came out in okay. 2006. Oh, oh God. yeah, she was her, the one with the electricity, right? Yeah, her role the worst was, X-Men was, uh, movie. Her role was uh, Callisto. Yeah. Oh, my God, that was a bad X-Men movie. <laughs> I gotta see that. That was a bad X-Men movie. X2 was great. X1 was all right. X1, uh, it's a, if you go back and watch all those. if I Okay. I, I loved, I loved Spider Man. I loved X Men. I loved all those when they first came out. But if you try to go back and watch some of those early superhero movies, with the, with very few exceptions, mm-hmm. I think Blade holds up. Um, mm-hmm. I think X Two holds up, mm-hmm. um, and I think Spider Man Two holds up. But Spider Man One looks like a bunch of action figures on top of a play school dollhouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, X Men One looks like a play set as well. Uh, uh, don't even get me started. Uh, <laughs> well, actually, we're not going to talk about Marvel movies. <laughs> I mean, it's well, a hey, Disney parent company. Disney parent company, yeah. right? To talk about <laughs> it. Well, well, also, Bobby, you'll be happy to know. Actually, um, going back to your, dare I say, Buffy the Vampire Slayer kid. Oh. Okay, she was actually. Um, on the show, she had a minor role as what one of the potentials or something in season seven. Uh, her, um, she was on three for, for three episodes, and her role name was uh, uh Caridad, I think. Was she was in season seven though? Um, the year is two thousand three, so I mean, I don't know. That sounds that like more than likely. Late. It sounds like more than likely she would have been playing one of the potentials in season seven. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, yeah, I think it go it, it all it all goes back to um, what we've been saying for the past season, especially or so. for that myth, especially for that many episodes, three episodes that late in the year. The only thing she could have really been playing that I can think of is just because yeah. the, in that season, uh, Buffy like all of her power went to like every potential Slayer in the world, mm-hmm. and so she had to gather all of like these potential Slayers and like had this like dorm room of of Slayers. Mm-hmm. And uh, so there was always a bunch of like just like different slayers hanging out in the background. And she she was probably one of them. Oh, I see. Well, no, I mean like it still goes back to you know to the part that this show has a lot to do with a lot of um you know a lot of ties a lot a lot of ties. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, she's only perfect because it fits the uh, the uh, description for some of the um, things that we um that we uh, put together and you know put similarities in. And then as far as uh, some other uh, uh, casting that they've mentioned, uh, we do have Rose Reynolds, uh, Adelaide Mm -hmm. Kane. Rose Reynolds Mm -hmm. is on a show called Pole Dark, which I've never heard of. Okay. Uh, Uh, Adelaide. I looked her up. Uh, Her first movie was called World's End. It it was kind of a forgettable movie, but it was fun uh, where these guys – Go back and try and do a, a pub crawl from high oh, school. Oh, with Simon and Pig. Then, yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. I knew. Um, I, I knew. I uh, recognized the name, and then it turned out to be like aliens. 
Yep. Oh, I remember that movie. Yep. Oh, it was. Oh, was spoiler so alert for anyone that hasn't seen <laughs> World's uh, End. Yeah, yeah, the, the <laughs> old movie. Yeah. Too late. Too late. <laughs> Too late. But I don't think it matters though. It's just so old. Sorry. <laughs> um. Okay. So then we also have uh, Adelaide Kane. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was in uh, Rain. Love her. Yeah. So Queen Mary Stewart. Okay. And uh, Makia Cox was uh, previously mentioned from Chicago Med. Mm. Uh, they will be, uh, Reynolds will be playing uh, Alice. Uh, Kane and Cox have been confirmed as uh, Drizella, uh, one of Cinderella's evil stepsisters, and Tiana mm-hmm. from Princess and the Frog, respectively. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like I said, with the Tiana character there, we do know that the, we are they are reaching back into the Disney well once again. I just hope it is uh, it's it's a bit more uh, not not as liberal as as they have been before. To, um, you know, obviously, like I said, it's cool to see that every once in a while, but for a while there, let's say it seemed like that's all we ever got was Disney. Mm-hmm you know, Disney versions of these characters. If I remember correctly, um, I know that they were asked questions like, well, what if uh, there were some, you know, there was some room to tell us some stories about not Disney type characters. And they were, you know, they, they were very, very hopeful. So, I mean. Well, okay. And uh, beating a dead horse. And uh, that's what made, this is what kind of what made me so happy that they showed this off in the last, episode of last season but i still don't feel wherever anything's ever going to come of it but when they walk into that portal hat there's sci-fi doors there's mm-hmm. i mean it's, it's it doesn't just have to i know the name is once upon a time but right. it doesn't all have to be fantasy exactly. I, and in fact we've gone into you know uh frankenstein and mm-hmm. um uh 101 Dalmatians. Jekyll and Hyde. Jekyll yeah, and Hyde. I mean, that, yeah. And that, so, that I, was, I mean, um, I would love to see, uh, and I guess a bit Jules Verne, like when they had Mysterious Island, mm-hmm. like you know, the beginning of last season, I was so yes. happy. I was so happy because I was ready to see some Jules Verne. I was ready to see some, uh, um, oh God, uh, who's the other Jules Verne? Um, H.G. Wells. I was ready, you know, just just to see some nice uh, late late nineteenth, early twentieth, like sci-fi, mm-hmm. you know, some early sci-fi uh, stories, um, just some, something different besides sci-fi, mm-hmm. and we didn't get that at all. You know, I'm not looking for like Star Trek. Right. But I mean, <laughs> I mean um, they they did well during some Star Wars um um uh, in, in, quotations, uh, you know, but. We're looking well, for no, more. Well, to be honest, they, they okay. There is oh, where was it? Um, okay. I don't even know if you want to call this canon anymore because I hate every time the creators bring it up. Uh, the Once Upon a Time in Wonderland show. Mm-hmm. Uh, they always act like, oh, no one ever watched that anyway, so who cares? Um, I did. I was one of those. I, I, I loved. Yeah, Once I Upon watched. A Time. It I loved that. But I mean, um, if you guys remember, there was a, a book of like monsters that I believe Anastasia was looking through at one point, mm-hmm. and uh, one of the illustrations in the book was a Starlack pit. Really? Yeah, from Star Wars. I'm gonna have to go back and watch that. Right. I don't. I don't remember exactly what episode, but it was a, they. They had a and it was just a blinking, you miss it type thing. They didn't even really mention it. But I mean, I freeze framed it, and it actually said Sarlacc on the bottom of it. Wait, uh, what again? Star Wars. They had a. They had an illustration in a monsters book of on Once Upon a Time in Wonderland 
of uh of a sarlacc pit from star wars you know like boba fett falls into mm-hmm. yeah uh-huh, uh-huh. and cuts his way out of yeah 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 yeah. but he but so it's a monster that's been mentioned on once upon a time yeah i'm sorry so, but i mean like when it comes to them saying that not watching it or anything like that i mean hey if it had actually continued for more than one season yeah, you know, yeah. i think i think it would have been just as important as the main show but it basically been- when they mentioned that alice in wonderland was or alice is going to be a character in this new season they mentioned that, like you know she's been in that, yeah. been a character before but it doesn't matter because no one watched it like no i'm yeah. sorry but a lot of people did it watch that like Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. That's why. That's how I felt too. To be quite honest with you, um, I mean, I didn't watch it, but that's how it sounds. Yeah, <laughs> but um, so we we've gone over the the uh, new the uh, new characters. We've gone over some of the old returning characters. Um, but they did mention that there will be a few that will be making some appearances as well. So we do know that I believe they said the fourth episode that Emma may or maybe second episode. Emma will Second. return. Uh, mm-hmm. Emma will be returning to let us know what happened with her and Hook. Um, we do know maybe this is what I meant when I said fourth. That in the fourth episode, that we'll be getting kind of a rumple centric episode. Mm-hmm. So Belle and yeah. Gideon will return, and we'll get we'll get background on how Gold is, you know, what what brought Gold to the situation there and now. And the creators hope to maybe revisit some other characters as well uh, going down the line. So, I mean, obviously, I would say the first episode's probably going to be, you know, obviously this setting up what Hiberian Heights is. Second episode looks like it's going to be setting up uh, Hook's uh, scenario and everything going on. And with the fourth episode being uh, showing what's going on with Rumpel, I would lay bets that more than likely the third episode is going to be whatever's going on with Regina. Mm-hmm. So I think they're going to lay all their hands out on the table as far as how everyone's involved at that point. And then um, I believe probably in each of their stories, it'll be like a did they or didn't they, as far as this curse thing goes, this mm-hmm. sense being as we're not going to know offhand or, uh, you know, from the get go, as far as who cast the cursor and why. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, what I do wonder and really hope what will happen is, is that, um, with this time jump, uh, we'll, we'll get to see the, uh, the children of the, um, of the main characters, you know, actually have a, you know, uh, something to do with the new story, you know, baby Robin, uh, Baby Neil, um, you know, hopefully they'll come back as teenagers. And what was and Roland? Roland would be Roland too. I mean, Roland would be in his late teens, early twenties by this point. I would imagine. I would hope so. I mean, because they just so we're so. I mean, the last we saw, the last we saw Henry, he was supposed to be like fourteen or fifteen, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And And so Roland was was probably. I don't know, ten, maybe, no. maybe eight to ten, eight to ten, or or do you think he was earlier, younger ish. than that? Youngerish, like probably like I want to say six, seven. Okay, uh, okay, well, let's say six. Let's jump right because it can't be. 10 regardless, years. he couldn't. Well, it has to be ten years, or or it can't be okay. 10 years, then how? If Lucy's ten, then how? It has to be at least ten because if Lucy's ten, huh? Mm-hmm. And when was Henry procreating? When she when he went into the enchanted forest with August like, is he Spike. Eighteen year old, you know. He was. And, and this he was girl looks to be about ten years old. 
And, yeah. and, he and went, Henry he left, sense. if Henry left when he was, say, 16, 17, I'm sure they didn't have him father a child until his, like, early 20s. Right. So the, but, so the, so when we see him in Hyperion Heights now at, you know, uh, this new character, he's probably in his early 30s. He's gotta be, because actually, if you, if, if you remember the, um, the, um, the actual, uh, you know, Hyperion Heights sneak peek, she did mention, like, I thought that when you were finished with high school, you'll be thinking about college. So, which means he had to be 18. Right. He, he, he oh, was playing the, 18. The, the yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. So it showed that this was what he was doing after school, that he was going to go find his adventure. Exactly. So he was 18 by then, which were probably... 17, 18. 17, 18 ish. Yeah, know, no, really I understand what you're saying. On, yeah, yeah, yeah. It really depends on your birthday or whatever, but... Right. And but, so, yeah, um, so at the very least, he had to have been, I don't know, 22, 23 when, you know, he... Well, I guess... God. Man, he made a really, like, weird... So, okay, that doesn't even... That really makes weird. even less sense to me. Because it can't be 10 years exactly because he needs time to meet the woman. She needs time to get pregnant. I mean, there's there's time well, there. So it's like... Well, well you mean follow how, up. No, no. I guess what I'm wondering is how many... How much time lapses in between Jared Gilmore and Andrew J. West on that little yeah. motorcycle trip. That's what I'm trying to do. So like, because he was Andrew, because he was Andrew J. West when he ran into Cinderella. Yeah. So mm. I don't know. So that means he, he can. Had, he, had to be, he had to be like at least probably like twenty five, twenty six ish. But that puts you know, him at almost like thirty five, forty. But why are we trying to make sense of a show that never makes any sense? <laughs> I hate it. You know what? The, the thing is that we should at least try and and, and uh, make it I guess make it's sense. Upon, I guess it's upon us to at least try. Right, it's upon us on the fans. Because that's actually what the creator said, that, you know, like, we're going to leave the fans up to most of the things of, as of what happened that we didn't cover. Like, for example, what? Lily, where is her? Where is... Oh, Lepicent, don't even get me started. Like don't that, even get me started. And, and other things and to, to try and make sense of. So, I mean, I think we should also try and make sense of this timeline. I mean, because think about okay. it. They can't just okay. have kids, you know. So like I said, okay, so let's just say he... okay. <laughs> he left. He left town at eighteen. Go to Enchanted Forest. Mm-hmm. But then in four years, he met Cinderella. So he's twenty-two, uh, early twenties. Okay. So then by his mid-twenties, he's knocked up Cinderella and Lucy's on the way. <laughs> I don't think that's uh, the right thing to say. <laughs> so yeah, he, he's at least thirty-five. This is Lucy Goosey. They found love and the came. Right. Thank you. <laughs> Family orientated show, Bobby. That, I didn't say anything bad. I didn't you say anything. Like, no. what type of word is that? <laughs> I didn't say, Ed, look, I could have said much worse, and we discussed that oh earlier God. before we started recording. Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> I, I guess we should be grateful then. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see how that was bad. Oh my God. Nope. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, so so then he would. So then, when we see him in Hyperion Heights, he has to be like thirty four, thirty five years old. Mm-hmm. I would guess so. Or why can't if they're really trying to rehash the, the show, he might as well have been twenty eight when they ran into each other. And that's that could very well be possible if if if, if and I'm not even kidding because he's in room eight uh fifteen and right. everything else is mirroring what happened before so mm-hmm. it very well could be that he met Cinderella at twenty 
they procreated or whatever word you guys used earlier. <laughs> Something happened. Earlier. Luke was born. <laughs> blah blah blah. Uh, like you know, like they ran into each other and said, "Oops!" And then <laughs> nine months <laughs> later, <laughs> what guy? So now Lucy was an accident. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> that does not make it any better, Bobby. That does not make oh my it any god, better. Bobby! <laughs> it said, "Oops!" <laughs> oh well, Jesus! Well, it had to happen pretty quick. Oh my god! <laughs> if we're talking oh about Henry being twenty-eight, it had to happen. Pretty quick. Oh my god! Okay, go I on. have to give us an age when the show comes back on. Like, tell us how old Henry is, please. Right. Well, you know what? I think that's why they said, "Well, Henry, I thought that when you were done with with this and de- I mean, like when we when you were done with co- you know, I'm sorry, no high school. I thought you'd be thinking about college. There is your age right there. He had to be 17 or 18. Right. But, but so, like I said, so now we know that when he left Storybrooke, he instantly turned into a handsome 30 year old. And, you know what? Maybe, and, maybe, maybe this. And, maybe when he crosses the portal, maybe they're going to say, "Hey, fifteen years later," or when he crossed into later. this different. When he crossed into the other book, he became that book's Henry. Uh, maybe so. <laughs> we'll never know. Oh, we, so we, operas. We, we can't just um, say, "Oops, here comes Lucy." Oh. But anyway. <laughs> So regardless of how confusing all of this is, uh, we still have a few things to mention. And uh, Hyperion Heights is the new town. Uh, We no longer are in Storybrooke. Uh, I do hope that we touch upon Storybrooke at the very least, but we probably won't because I'm sure they've removed all dressing and sets from that town. I mean, it's not like they can't use they their They don't even have Eduardo studio. Castro as their costume designer anymore. Serious? Mm. No, he's not, he's not the ca- costume designer anymore. He's gone. Holy You're crap. Kidding. Mm. We're never, uh, no, never, never going to see him in the uh, credits no more. Well, damn. No, well, no, but like that's that's very, I'm surprised. He's so good as a costume designer. So oh, yeah. Regina's dresses alone. I mean, yeah. They, wow. were, they, they wow. were flawless. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, wow. That, 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 wow. You heard it here first. first. Breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, so, hold um, on. Breaking news. And Water was no longer the costume designer. <gasps> so, Hyperion. We have the giggle tonight, guys. Yes, sir. So, Hyperion Heights is the new Storybrooke-esque uh, neighborhood in the land without magic that the characters will call the home during the curse. And we're going to see in Hyperion Heights that uh, the role Lady Tremaine has taken is very similar in terms of getting to the top, in terms of being a developer. Who is this character who is trying to push out the fairy tale characters who are living in Hyperion Heights? gentrifying the neighborhood and bringing other people in. So it's almost sounds to me like Lady Tremaine's going to be like Trump. Oh. Hey, you know what? Maybe she might build a wall around her Hyperion Heights. You know, just like how you can't... Um, to get all the fairy tale characters. 
<laughs> he wants to get all the fairy tale characters out of Hyperion Heights God. because they're gentrifying the neighborhood. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, moving. Yeah, yeah, I guess let's not go into politics. Yeah, let's not. Uh, we're in a city now. Horowitz says Hyperion Heights is part of Seattle, the way Brooklyn is part of New York. It's more densely populated and it's filled with fairy tale characters than non fairy tale characters, and that's another interaction and vibe that we didn't really have in Storybrook. Where it was all cursed people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Lady Treme- <laughs> so Lady Tremaine learned the lesson that Regina didn't, which is don't keep them all together where one day they can find themselves. Push them the hell out, Kitsis exclaims. You push them the hell out and gentrify the neighborhood and you bring in a cold press juicer and you can't, and then they can't <laughs> afford it anymore. Then you won't worry about the Pied Piper finding, you know, Alice. Oh, hey. Who knows? Maybe we'll have the Pied Piper. So does, I was just going to say, does that tell us that saying we're going to find the, mm-hmm. we're going to be seeing the Pied Piper this season? And that's why I, I, I have a feeling. Really I'm huh? sorry. What's in that yes. pan? Yes. That pan. And, and, but that's what we're talking about a new book now, though. This is a new book. So, so, this, so the Pied Piper may not have any connection to pan whatsoever in this book. But who yes. Knows? Who but knows? Yes, uh, who knows? This may be a different, um, a different persona, or this may have been the original Pied Piper. No. But yes, you are correct. Yeah. Uh, he played the pan flute, I believe, you know, Peter Pan, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, attracted children that way. And it's, uh, I don't know. I've always found Rumpel's backstory very interesting with his parents and whatnot. Yeah. How, how, <laughs> how, thinking how back on that. Put- how like how do you put a um a man who wanted to relive his his childhood and gave up his own child for his own childhood and then but, you got a mother who's who's a psychotic person? But then in things. the end, though, he was like constant. Like it almost seemed like he was constantly looking for Rumple. Like, I guess you know, he still I mean, wanted Rumple. I, I it's I, very sure? twisted. Very twisted. Yes. <laughs> I mean because. <laughs> It just seems to me like when he said, "Why can't I be free of you?" I don't think that spells, "Hey, son." No, I but want once you back. I'm saying that in the, uh, I don't know. Uh, there was, like I said, they're very conflicted, very twisted. Um, but yeah. as I've kept yeah. mentioning before, uh, history repeats itself. So without giving away too many of the details, I would say we're not redoing season one. Some of the ideas we're going to echo, but we're not going in the same direction with them, Horowitz promised. So the rules that you were used to from the last, from the first six seasons will have some twists uh, to them, but this isn't the same curse we did in season one. These aren't the same characters, and it's not being done for the same reason. Unlike when we see Regina cast the curse in the pilot, we don't see who cast the curse in, in the premiere this year. So okay. as I stated before, like there's it, there's going to be this who done it as to like when where you know like when and why why was who did it and why you know mm-hmm. and like I said, it's a lot of the speculation that I've seen is that it's going to it's is that it's uh, Henry or you know Regina or uh, Rumple that have to cast the curse in order to get them back to where they need to be. Um, if you ask me, I, I think they did this again. They they they, they did it. They they uh redid the who who did it again. Well, like, I mean, the, okay. Um, playing back on something we kind of uh touched upon in the beginning of this conversation. Uh, this not being a reboot. Um, it seems that a lot of um of people these days are taking their cue. I'm I'm not quite sure who did it first. Um, who did it most successfully recently would be Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, with with uh, episode seven, um, okay. they it with they brought they were able to play on the same notes that um that came before 
the familiar story beats that made a new mm-hmm. hope a new hope mm-hmm. and um but do so while introducing new characters and a new storyline um so they were able to pay homage to what came before while still moving forward a new storyline. Um, and uh, a lot of people missed the beat on that. Uh, I liked Ghostbusters. I'd had nothing against Ghostbusters mm-hmm. as far as like, you know, the male female thing. I had nothing against that at all, but I do feel they missed a, a big thing. I think I feel like they wouldn't have gotten as much backlash if they had uh, recognized what came before, as opposed to just almost forgetting it. Um, okay. Yeah. I hear you. Um, and so I, I, you know, that's again a lesson that we've learned from the Star Wars, and um, like I said, that's just the most famous or most well-known ex- uh, example that that I can think of in recent history. But it seems like everyone's jumping on that bandwagon. Of course, you've got like the Fuller House on on Netflix. Uh, mm-hmm. You've got um, X Files came back for a season eleven. Right. Um, you know, all of these things are are not rehashes. They're not, or, or they're not reboots. They're, but they are still. While they still, at the same time, have to have some fashion of a reboot, um, mm-hmm. in order to to catch new viewers and and new people who like Will and are Grace made, is coming back. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And but but again. How they like, got through heroes. <laughs> sit, sitcom, sitcoms are a little different, but when you're talking about a serialized story, um, you have to have a, 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 this is something comic books have done for years. Um, you have to have a jumping on point. Uh, Doctor Who's been going for 50 years, but there's a great, there's a great built in thing to where if you don't necessarily want to go back and start watching from 1963, uh, you, you can, uh, um, put on the or 69 whatever the year was i can't remember which but you can mm-hmm. you know pick whichever doctor you want to start from mm-hmm. you can start from the eccleston and and mm-hmm. that doesn't mean you can't go back and watch what happened before um <laughs> so um i i don't know i i do think that they're definitely going about this the right way mm-hmm. as far as uh not trying to trample on um those you know who've been there you know who've been dedicated viewers for the past six years you know um Mm -hmm. dedicated podcasters for the past however many you know i mean there this the show definitely has a fan base and there's definitely people who um you know there's a reason that the there's such a passionate you know Mm -hmm. should they shouldn't they as far as the the continuation of this show um Mm -hmm. Let's just say the true fans are going to come back to watch. I think really. I think everyone, for the most part, will at yeah. least come back and watch the first episodes, and then it's going to be yeah. up to the writers of the show to um, mm-hmm. to keep everyone interested. and mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. do feel like there are going to be some new viewers who want who tune in to see exactly what's going on here. Um, ABC, you know, of course, this is going to Friday nights where everything goes to die, but we're also in a new era of TV where, uh, you know, uh, live viewing isn't necessarily as important as it used to be. Right. Um, right, right. so, mm-hmm. so ABC is looking at Friday nights to be like their sci-fi fantasy destination. I believe they've moved Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to Friday as well, if I'm not mistaken. But I do know that they're, that they're, if it's not Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., it's something else. I know they're pairing mm. uh, Once Upon a Time with another show in its, you know, uh, another um, high genre show, high concept show, whatever the term. I, I 
that's so late. I'm just kind of rambling at this point. Oh, uh, no. it, it makes it makes perfect sense. So the the reason to push them over to another day. I mean, why not? But like I said, at, at this point in in you know in the way people view TV, it doesn't even matter what time of day or what day mm-hmm. the the uh show is on because mm-hmm. more you know uh you know over half your viewers are going to be you're going to be getting from like the the plus sevens you know your your dvrs your yep. uh hulu you know hulu everything else that you know yeah exactly exactly um yeah, so I'm many cord cutters nowadays i'm very but, glad uh, that uh it doesn't it doesn't matter with uh tv viewing you know much of anymore because if, if that know. was the case the show would have died a while ago for me for me <laughs> let's, it's just, kind be, of a let, let's just be real <laughs> for me it's kind of a mixed bag because um while it's great as far as the on-demand situation goes to be able to um you know some people are just busy they can't watch the show exactly when it comes on and so it's great to be able to uh watch it at your leisure mm-hmm. um that being said, I do feel that some of the uh, binge watching that it's led to has um, uh, taken away from some of the conversation that can sprout up around, uh, uh, you know, shows, you know, like the water cooler uh, aspect of it, as as uh, it used to be called. Mm-hmm. And you really don't get that too much nowadays, especially on shows that you see on like Netflix or whatnot, where you almost have to binge watch it. And then it's it seems like the show has come and gone in a matter of like two or three weeks. Exactly, that has to do with a lot of the shows that they've recently canceled, and how and how they say, well, there aren't that many viewers, or but and yet you don't you don't show the people the viewership of how good it is or anything like that. Like it would have been great for them to do all these shows and bring them out weekly. Then they can do numbers that way. If that's, that was that's the case. my opinion. That's my opinion as well. But um, I think that's really all there is to, as far as the news and characters that we know of. Um, there's still so much to find out, and we've got, like, what, another month and a half to go. Um, mm-hmm. Is there anything that you guys, like, what are you, like, looking forward most to about the season coming up now that you've heard, you know, what, what uh, everything we know about it so far? All the different love stories. <laughs> of course, of course. Well, that's, that's what your answer would be. Oh, of course. Uh, what about you, Monica? What are you looking forward to most out of uh, everything we've mentioned? Oh uh, well, supposedly at least there's going to be a, a prominent LGBT yes uh, storyline. Forget to so mention that. Supposedly, um, maybe we'll, we'll finally get it. Um, and, what? and one of the things that I found interesting was that. Um, when Henry's off adventuring, he runs into trouble. He reaches out to his family, but Hook, Rumple, and Regina are the ones who come running. Mm-hmm. Um, so why are they the ones that come running? Well, I'm sure. To I'm sure that's what we'll find uh, out in episodes two, three, and four, as opposed that, to the Charmings or his mother. Right, right. <laughs> that, that that was what what made me go. Wait, what? Well, I mean, exactly. I, I, I mean, if if you want to get down to brass tacks, it's because those are the three people that signed on for season seven, right? Right, but, right. but story wise, <laughs> yes, right. story wise, uh, um. One thing I did, and I mentioned this, I believe, in our last episode months ago, but the one thing I do find interesting about that is that um, regardless of whether it was by design or by happenstance, um, it's the three villains. 
Yeah, it's, oh wow! I mean, think about people. it like that. Yeah, it's Hook, it's Regina, right? and it's Rumple. Out of all of the recurring characters, it's our three right. main villains. And so that's what I find interesting is that we're moving forward. You know, yes, with Henry, but then only with the villainous characters who have now redeemed themselves and have now, mm-hmm. you know, find themselves in another cursed persona that now maybe. Being that they don't remember their their former selves, maybe now their their two personas are fighting again. You, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I believe Hook even mentioned that that like you know like he still remembers this person he was. And so like you know you've got all these memories swirling around in you. Like which memories are going to come to the surface? Mm, what's real and what's not? Or just you know just like it, it's your memories really that make you. You know, where we're we're all a collection of our of 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 the experiences, you know, that we've had when you've had so many different personas and experiences in, you know, it's it's, it's just it's definitely um, another layer to the onion, I guess we'll say. Thank you for using my reference. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And Tony, what is it you're most looking forward to? I'm mostly looking forward to, to to the new characters and how they fit in with the already, you know, six uh six year veteran cast. You know, mm-hmm. I'm 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 really hoping that we get some clarity as to what happened to Emma and, and, and Hook's relationship. Are they okay? Um, who are these new characters and what do they have to do with who's already, you know, going on and and I'm very interested in seeing the differences between Hyperion Heights and Storybook. Are they similar? Uh, you know, like what like you know, like what's different about them basically? Well, I think they're gonna be totally different, uh, from just from the different explan or different uh descriptions they've put, is that that's the whole thing, is that they want this to be totally different. Mm-hmm. Um but I guess that's I mean really isn't too much to talk to talk i mean we got like i said we got a month and a half um do you think we'll get together before the show starts again you know once uh once we get a little bit more news or um I'd say we need so. to I decide mean, when we're gonna go on air weekly yeah i don't know if that's yeah. something well, we need to say right now or not but no i understand i we'll probably go i would say a week or two before the show actually starts we'll we'll go back to weekly um, and of course, um, when we do decide exactly what day that will be, we'll put that up on our Facebook. So you guys know exactly, uh, when we'll go live and when we'll, uh, when, when we plan to put our, I, I would expect if, uh, the show's on Fridays, we'll record on Sundays, which is, uh, does Sundays work for all three of you guys? Yes. Sundays work for yeah. Okay, cool. So yeah, we'll, like you said, Sunday or Monday, but hopefully Sunday and then we'll release it Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, because you, know, you don't want too wide a window on when it gets released and whatnot, but uh, that way it gives us the weekend to to gather our thoughts and uh, and uh, you know discuss it on Sunday. But uh, but yeah, that's like a month and a half off. I, I have a feeling we'll probably do another spoiler cast once we get. I I have a feeling we'll we'll there'll be a bit more news trickling out over the next month or so, and of course they'll probably have that special they always have uh, between each season where they have like the uh, you know previously on I guess whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. catch you up <laughs> or right, right. or going to Hyperion Heights they call it I don't know <laughs> is there but before we before we depart is there anything you guys you know is there anything i missed is there anything you guys wanted to bring up or have any questions about or anything like that no 
Monica, it's been great. Uh, um, I think that's worked out great. Uh, to be honest with you, I was a little afraid that with four people, it was going to be a lot of uh, talking over each other. And it, it's, it's really hard sometimes to get like uh, four people to sign, you know, to um, <laughs> sync up correctly on, on these things. And we had a little bit of difficulty getting everyone in chat uh, this evening, but uh Hopefully, with this being the Lucy Goosey spoiler cast, we'll get things a little bit more together once everything starts rolling along like right. regularly. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but uh, in the meantime, uh, Elizabeth, uh, where can people find you if they if they want to get a hold of you? You can find me on Facebook. Uh, my name is Elizabeth Placencia. Um, you can also find me on Twitter, although I never use it, so don't bother. <laughs> <laughs> I can attest to that. I never see her on there. Never. Uh, how about you, Monica? Where can people find you? Uh, Twitter, Monica Jones seventy eight. Though, like Elizabeth, um, I'm hardly ever on there, and I'm on Facebook. But there's so many Monica Joneses, you'll never find me. I noticed that. Oh my yeah. god! When I tried to put you into like the the link, I was like, I don't know any of these people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I, I'm trying to be more on on Twitter. All right. Well, we'll look out for you on there. Uh, what was that, Monica Jones eighty seven? You said seventy eight. Oh, seventy eight. Okay, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I believe Liz is Queen Liz eighty seven. Oh, okay. So that's what I got a little mixed up there. And Tony, how about you? Where can we find you? Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter at uh, Hoops Nine Hundred. I'm merely on there uh, live tweeting with shows and hopefully trying to get noticed. but but yeah just uh uh, just on twitter i'm not that easy to find on uh facebook either so twitter 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 all right and then of course uh find me at uh inevitable hawk h-a-w-k-e on twitter uh bobby hawk on the facebooks of course i'm probably not the only one there either and then of course uh here on uh, Greetings from Storybrooke when we finally go back live again. Once again, I'm sure we'll be getting another spoiler cast out before the show actually goes live October 6th. And then once uh, once it does go live, we plan to have episodes out for you uh, at Monday, I would say, every Monday uh, following the Friday of the show. But until then, let me just pull up the theme. My phone went off while I was talking to you guys. Jesus, it's always a... We'll figure this one out, too, I swear. All right, so <laughs> until next time, guys, greetings, greetings from Story And Sit we're down. Sit down. <laughs> oh God. Yay. <laughs> oh God. <laughs>